well, just a few weeks ago, but everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people were watching Something that we love. 
creation was created in heaven. So I'll tell you this, and I'll insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as a Gentile Jew with a conceiving of their thinking. These people are talking about that this is the love of the Creator for the love of creative things. It's futile, it's hopeless, because creative things cannot do for you what only the Creator can do. He goes on to say, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. We turn to created things, and we turn to his idols, we base our life on them. We pull ourselves off, though, from the life that only God can give. Because this is a desert, it's the only oasis for a thousand miles in any direction. And it's telling me, well, the water here is not good enough for me, I'm going to go see what I can find in the desert. Understanding is blameless. And the thing that happens is the will, the deciders, the follow that we make our decisions with, becomes harder and more stubbornly rebellious every time we turn to good things instead of to Jesus. Every time we turn away from God to something else, we become a little more stubborn, a little more rebellious against Him. Paul goes on to say, these people were not blessed, have lost all sensitivity. They've given themselves over to sensuality so that so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. I don't remember the people who told me this, but I remember that I was a high school member. The temptation is bad, but it can be dealt with. Confess it, receive forgiveness, give up, keep going. Giving up the fight, giving up the temptation is bad. Giving up the fight of this temptation is worse, but it can be reversed. Fighting this and fighting this and fighting this and fighting this and fighting this, and I'm exhausted. But even if we give up, that can be reversed. Pulling yourself over to sensuality and purity and greed, giving yourself over to the temptation and just going, I'm not going to fight this anymore, I'm just going to enjoy it. That's the word. And it gets harder and harder and harder. Paul says, That, however, is not the way of life you learn when you 
heard that Christ and was following him in accordance with the truth that was in Jesus. That's not the kind of life you were about. You're actually going to the kind of life that you before the one that I The way all of the people thinking about Jesus began with only the truth about who Jesus is and how he lived. He made his father, his heavenly father, the center of his life. But he thinks, I need to be the focus of your life if you're going to follow me. Or they're going to say, you will talk with regard to your formal way of life, which will be a disciple or a facility, etc. If you will talk with regard to your formal way of life to put off your old self, which is being perfected with deceitful desire. Put it off. Take off those old dirty clothes. Or, as will be true later today, take off those silk great garments. Take off those old flowers. All right? Ooh, yeah. Take it off. Put off the old self. Put off the old way of thinking. That, that way of thinking that says, Jesus, more than anyone or anything. 
Jesus tells us that if we're going to follow him, we will need to put off our old way of thinking and our old fallen way of life and put on the new life of holiness and righteousness that only he can give us. He's calling his people, he's calling his followers to put away that feudal thinking, the destructive actions of our old life. We need to tear down our idols, take down everything that we think will give us satisfaction, value, and worth, take it down, and replace it with love for Jesus. The only thing we can do. Now, like baseball players, it takes energy to get into a rut. We frequently find ourselves in a deep rut. Because we're constantly getting foul balls. I see people, I see back to the parable here in baseball. Fighting back in the family is like a baseball game. There are rules, there are foul lines, and there is an umpire, and it's just like baseball. In baseball, everyone can see the big lines. You can get in. So we play pickup games in an empty lot. We do where the foul line was. I told people to keep us honest by the other team. And there was more weight bigger than them and meaner than them, you know, just like that. We're also consumed every time we get out. Every time we're at that, we catch foul balls and strike out. Do the wrong thing. We've all got to fire you up. Paul talks about this in the scripture reading that we had earlier in Ephesians chapter 2. We've all been in this. So when he says, stop living like the Gentiles, he says, stop living like we all used to live. Well, we all are something different than you all. You know that? You all go like this. Our powerless to satisfy our deepest desires. 
Then we're the worst the last time. People get satisfied with the last time. But that's what they do is because the honor of the we fall for the lies that this person, this person, this action, this whatever it is that we meet our needs, they can't. So we say, well, I just do it more. You know, I just work more here all week and all year. Yeah, I just give more people to like me or need me. Whatever we need to fill the holes in our soul, the holes in only Jesus can fill. Whether it's sex or drugs or booze or family or friends or power or position, good things or bad things, whatever it is, whatever we make an idol of, will never satisfy us. It is powerless to do it. It will only want us to make work us to get more and more and more until we can't live without it. So we thank you. And we're still not happy, and we're still not satisfied, and we still don't have that in the word. How do we get out of that? How do we get out of the rest? How can we be free? The thousands of eyeballs and following our idols. How can we love Jesus more than anyone else? Well, we have powerless to save ourselves. In your heart, in your mind, you can sanctify the imagination. Ask God, Holy Spirit, to help you. He went to the foot of the cross 2,000 years ago outside the city of Jerusalem and watched him die. Like, 
we've all lived, to gratify the cravings of our fallen nature of rebellious hearts, to follow those crazy thoughts and desires, thinking that this sucks, or this person, or this whatever will make me happy, this will satisfy me, this will give me worth, this will make my life meaningful. We go gently into God's hands, we go into idols, expecting them to do for us what only Jesus can do, for them to give us what only He can give us. This Holy Spirit comes our lives as we follow Him. The Spirit empowers us to put off the old self. That old fallen nature, that old way of living and thinking, and to put on the new, holy, righteous nature and lifestyle. He fills us with a love that overwhelms our idols. So we should wonder, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? We need to 
you need to fight. Really, really, really. You know what your level is, but look, he's got something for you. So, you trust him. Renew your mind with the truth from the Bible. Return your heart constantly turning to Jesus instead of other things or other people. And gain your trust in his wisdom, power, and love. Trust his kindness. All this starts with a decision and a question. We must decide to agree with the Holy Spirit when we call something bad in our lives. Oh, it's not that fair. Not son, daughter. For them, I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about you. I'm going to do the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says to me, that's a foul ball, I'm going to say, that's a foul ball. Then we've got to turn the key back to that. That we decide to receive the conviction of moving the spirit from our idols to Jesus. See, God may be a speech where you know I've always thought this, I always get this. It doesn't matter what our excuses are. We need to decide, yes, I need to be content. Absolutely, totally content. Is my idols are powerless to help me, that I am powerless to serve them, that I do doing something. He alone is the one who can meet my deepest needs for approval, for security, and comfort, for purpose, and value in my life. We have to work with you. Um, because we're going to sing our prayer this morning. Um, we have to make a decision, but we also need to pray. We have to decide we're going to agree with the Holy Spirit. We need to say a prayer. And the words of this song are prayer. We go like this. We bow our hearts. We bend our knees. Oh, Spirit, come and make us humble. We turn our eyes to an evil thing. And Lord, we cast down our idols. Give us kindness, give us your heart. Let us not lift our souls up to another. We invite you to stand. You can pray, we will see you can come here to the front, pray at the altar rail or one of the seats. I just want to encourage you to do whatever you need to do. Make sure you're expressing your desire, your decision, 